couple of quick plugs before we start today's show. If you want to follow us on Twitter, our handle is at Narbos Podcast. If you want to email us, our email address is narbosandbroomheads at gmail.com. Hit us up with your comments on future episodes of Degrassi Junior High and Degrassi High. And if you want to be on a future episode, let us know as well and we'll try to set something up. You can also uh, follow our show on all of the podcast platforms, including iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and uh, Spotify. So please give us a follow and subscribe on any of those sites, and uh, you will be able to get us pushed to you every single week. The theme music for this show is brought to you by a band called Ew, You're a Girl and Girls Suck. They are a punk band from here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, and their Bandcamp page is iagags.bandcamp.com. That's E-Y-A-G-A-G-S dot bandcamp.com. They used to watch Degrassi episodes when they took breaks from recording back in the 90s. Uh, anyways, that's about it for the plugs. Let's get to this week's episode. Please, Paige, Hazel, are you going to like do like your colors like together like? Come on, Emma. They're the coolest kids in school. Mm-hmm. And they like me, a grade seven. That's a pretty big deal, you know. The big deal is that no one in the school except me is pointing at the bad side of cheerleading. Maybe because no one else feels the same way you do. Most people realize that it's just good fun. Well, maybe if my views are brought to the school's attention. What? We've got spirit. By spirit, you mean rage and disgust. We have both of those <laughs> amply. I, I think I speak for everybody here. But I'll introduce myself first and then let others tell of their rage and disgust and the gnashing of teeth that you'll hear throughout this episode. I'm Ted, and I'm at Sewa 3. And uh, welcome, everyone. So let's... Uh, Let's. Uh, I'm gonna hate tweet over to. Uh, I'd say uh, Saskatchewan, to uh, to one Arlo. Hi there, everybody. It's me, Arlo. You can follow me on Instagram at a r l o e s c o t t. And yes, there will be much gnashing of <laughs> gnashing of teeth. So much ganache, gnashing. Ganache. <laughs> so much gnashing. <laughs> uh, and uh, who else is with us tonight? I think we're gonna head over to Toronto. Everybody is stupid in this episode. Like, <laughs> there it Including is. Including you and you and you. Like every single person in this episode sucks and mm-hmm. is dumb. Want- and yeah, yeah. Uh, I hate them, but uh, I love this podcast, which we didn't name. It's Narbos and Broomheads. <laughs> and I'm, <laughs> I'm in Toronto. Yeah. Alan is my name on Twitter and on Instagram. You can find me rage tweeting and rage Instagramming. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, slip with five eyes or slip and uh, we got tim back with us again and i don't know if he's as ragey as we are but uh let us know buddy oh what's that sorry i had to turn down my uh spice girls cd (laughs) jamming out a little bit i don't got any i don't have any poems or anything for you guys this time but here's what i'll say um as i was watching it today my wife walks in and she looks at emma and she goes Hmm. Doesn't she grow up to get hot? 
said, well, yeah, I guess. She goes, man, she looks sick, and walked away. Said, All right, I guess that's about right. And on that note, I'm at Fall E.T. Follow me if you want. Uh, I, I actually just wrote a poem. <clears throat> Here yes. we go. Roses are red, violets are blue. Fuck you, Emma. <laughs> <laughs> and Paige, you too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, and that was our episode. Of, that was our review of Wannabe. Tune in <laughs> next time. <laughs> Although I forgot to mention last episode I was on. I laughed my ass off when you guys were giving Terry Fox a hard time for running down the streets of Newfoundland. <laughs> oh my God. I, I, I like burst out laughing and it doesn't happen to me very much. Mm-hmm. I thought, hey buddy, get out of the way. <laughs> I'm driving here. <laughs> gotta get to the pub. <laughs> oh, you're running, are you? <laughs> we, get, we give him a statue after. So. <laughs> That made up for it after he was dead and didn't know. Yeah, <laughs> national national hero. You, you put that statue up. You put that statue up, and you're like, it's still in the way. Like I'm trying to get around here. Get out of the way. <laughs> yes, national hero. That is right. Maybe the national hero in Canada. This episode is named after like a very distinctly '90s song. So we're not quite in the, you know, getting named after 80s songs yet, unfortunately. Do you have a suggestion for an 80s song that's to be named after, Alan? Oh, my goodness. Putting, putting you on the spot. Oh, I think, like, spot. the quintessential, like, 80s cheerleader cheer is Mickey. Yeah. But I don't feel like that really goes with. Oh, Manny, you're so fine. You're so fine. You <laughs> blow my mind. Hey, Manny. I mean, maybe. But, maybe. uh yeah, Ma- Mickey could do it. I'm sure that... uh that would work. I, I would have to think a little bit about another one. I'm trying to think of like feelings of hatred. Or the worst <laughs> 80s song of all time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> was this know. also was this also called uh Friends Forever? Online it was Friends Forever, like brackets. Yeah, was that's that what I saw, which is another Spice Girl song. I think, isn't and it? it's and it's also oh, is it? Because I look I thought the vitamin oh. C graduation. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> and th- this is, by the oh, way, dude. Friends, the number four ever. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and which, when you watch was this. Was Friends Forever not a song the Bayside band sang on Say by the Bell? It sure was. Friends Forever. <laughs> always will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the name of that band was called The Zack Attack. <laughs> the Zack Attack, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. The worst. Mm-hmm. Um, and, right. I mean, Friends Forever doesn't really... Like, what the hell does that mean for this episode? Like, it doesn't really make any sense. I, I don't know, think. but quick straw poll, Alan, favorite Spice Girl, go. Oh, Victoria. <laughs> Posh. Posh. Mm-hmm. Ted. Uh, oh, that's a tough one. Uh, baby? Nailed it. Arlo. <laughs> Ginger, all the way. Oh, we'll take oh, a sampler I... pack. I guess I'll <laughs> look scary just to take a sampler. My my friends were all into sporty when I was uh, when they were the Spice Girls were a thing, but I was into posh. Really? Yeah. Oh, I was a baby Spice fan. <laughs> I had a friend that looked like Baby Spice. <clears throat> Wasn't Arlo. <laughs> it was not me. No. You could probably do a baby. I'd say I, Arlo. I actually had hair similar to Jerry Hollowell at the time, but I had it first, and it pissed me <laughs> off when she came out. Because I had like the red, like the bright red hair with like the blonde bangs, and then the Spice Girls got popular, and I was like, "Damn it! Now everyone's gonna think I'm copying them." There was nothing else about you that was like Jerry Hollowell. Like, let's be honest. 
the, I think the term that the kids use these days was Jerry Hollowell was pretty thick with two C's. And, you know, you're many good things, Arlo, but thick is not was, one of them. I am not thick. Yeah, that's true. I'm not thick. <laughs> I mean, I'm a little thicker now, but at the time, at, at the time when the Spice Girls were popular, I was decidedly not thick. I have always been thick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm glad we got that cleared up. <laughs> I am more like Jerry Hollowell than Arlo. Are you thick with five C's? At least. <laughs> thick. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-huh. All right. So this episode, episode 12 of season one, came out in Canada February 3rd, 2002. Came out later, I think, in June in America. And it was directed by Lori Lind, who is also a who's who of Canadian directors. Has such credits as Schitt's Creek, Murdoch Mysteries, uh, Queer as Folk, which I don't know if that's actually Canadian. I just saw it there and thought it was interesting. And My Babysitters of Empire, which is not actually super popular i don't think but i don't know anyways i just saw it and figured i'd throw it in so are we ready to jump in what do you think after we've discussed 50 percent of the podcast host thickness <laughs> uh yeah i mean there's gonna be a lot to rage over so i'm good yeah we, <laughs> we i don't think pay- i've written insufferable so many times on a piece of paper before in my life mm-hmm. we have we'll to pace ourselves for this we'll one. have to get the thesaurus out and try to find some new <laughs> <laughs> New adjectives. <laughs> yes. So we have Liberty in the hall interviewing some kids with a uh, a little tape recorder. And it's Hazel Page. And we don't know this guy, but his name is Oscar, I believe. And we have, it's We have seen him previously. Oh, have we? Have we yes. heard his name before? Yes. Oh, okay. Arlo mentioned okay. him in a previous episode. Oh, okay. So we got Hazel Page and Oscar. And Oscar runs up. He's and, the one who's not who's who's not seriously gay. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. He's just According a tourist. Yeah, yeah. So uh, they're starting a spirit squad. It's, uh, he, she's interviewing them. Liberty asks them, "What would you say to a student who says it's sexist?" And all the kids pipe up and they list off, riddle off the reasons. It's great exercise. It builds leadership skills. It's better than watching TV, Oscar says, which is okay, sure. Um, <laughs> and it boosts school spirit. I don't believe that. But, you know, they're just kids. What do, I mean, what if do we they can, know? If we can give it a little bit of context, this is this episode takes place probably about a year or less after Bring It On was released. So oh. I think cheerleading as its own sport kind of thing was sort of having a bit of a surge at this time so it makes i mean to me in the context it it makes sense yeah yeah cheerleading was like a big thing in the early aughts i think yeah with those movies it was and, and particularly like it kind of got a boost of being its own sport rather than you know being this like rah-rah kind of thing like something that girls had to do because they weren't allowed to play sports like it it was around this time that it came into people's consciousness that it it, there was actual championships it was actual like athleticism that was required to do it and it was its own sport basically yeah and and the really good stuff isn't even exaggerated and bring it on like that's really what it looks like it's the number one sport for girls to get injuries in 
Sorry, I'm just like, you're the okay, host. Great, wow. <laughs> I, I, you know, like uh, you know, I, I think that that's a reasonable you know debate in terms of like, is it sexist? Yes or no? And it's, I feel like maybe it being sexist is kind of an outdated you know, knowing now what we know about cheerleading in terms of the athleticism involved and like all of that stuff, like it's kind of, it's a little bit of an outdated concept that cheerleading is sexist, maybe. Well, hang on Arlo, because we'll find out in this episode from a <laughs> Well, I'm sure, uh, I'm sure Emma's going to tell me what to think. So. She, will tell, she will tell you what to think. <laughs> from a well-informed individual. Mm-hmm. So enter Manny and she wants to try out and Paige, I think, says, you know, show us what you got. And she does cartwheels. They're pretty good. Paige then says, Manny, sweetie. Ugh. Her huns and sweeties are like <laughs> nails on a chalkboard to me. And them. she says, sign right here and gives over the paper for Manny to sign up to the spirit squad. Manny, who does, like, just stops and does cartwheels in the hallway of the school, which is the second weirdest place she's going to do cartwheels. <laughs> In this and episode. she only does two, and Paige acts like it's a game changer. Yeah. Um, also, I do like the, this is the first time of many where you're going to hear the Manny uh, cheerleader theme song. You know, where it's like, doot, 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 doot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, you play that whenever she's doing cartwheels, apparently. So Can can you guys do a cartwheel? <laughs> what? I can do the flip, I can do like the hand flip over, like the like run and put two hands down and then like you kind of land backwards. <laughs> I can still do that one, but I do. I try it sometimes during the summer on the lawn, on my lawn, but then I'm afraid I'm going to snap my wrists because I'm, I'm, I'm not 18. I'm not 12 or 18 or a young person anymore. <laughs> All I want to do now is fly to St. John's, rent a car and just drive <laughs> up and down Ted street, trying to catch him doing cartwheels in his front lawn. So conveniently enough, my daughter is in cheer. It's one of the couple things she does. Um, so sh- she is able to do like cartwheels and, and, you know, backhand springs and things like that. And um, so she always wants me to do cartwheels. Daddy, show me your cartwheel. It's like, all right, fine. And every time I do my cartwheel, I think I am doing a perfect cartwheel. Like, I think my legs are straight. I feel like this one must be my best one. And she's laughing at me. So she'll, like, tape me every once in a while. I'm like, oh, my God, my legs are crooked. I'm not even close to being straight. I'm like, in my head, I am doing a perfect cartwheel. And in reality, I'm not. not. So okay. So yes and no, I can do one. Yep. Daddy, you're not on the spirit squad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've always like I've always been able to do cartwheels since I was like a little kid, but I haven't done one in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> the basic mechanism of it, though, I think I could do. Mm-hmm. I think it's a little bit like riding a bike, though, Arlo. I think you could probably still do it. I have faith in you. Mm, thanks. Now, if you can't ride a bike, at least someone maybe does. Not. Yeah. If you can't ride a bike, then maybe I'd be concerned. I don't know. Mm. Arlo's not on the podcast this week. She broke both of her arms. <laughs> Being inspired by Tim to go to her cartwheel. She's listening to this in the hospital. Hey, Arlo, keep strong. Mm-hmm. You're doing great. <laughs> All right, so we have the opening. You know how that goes. And I still can't stop staring at that guy when Liberty goes through the doors. And he's like staring at, at a door jam, <laughs> I think. I'm obsessed with it. <laughs> so uh yeah so we have pay oh god sorry my size and like ugh, during this but i think they're well founded 
Paige is on the TV doing a promo for the cheerleading spirit squad. She's so she must be in a room with a camera doing a full on chant cheer just to a camera, which go, which is going out to the whole school. And she also says that this is the spirit squad that she formed. <laughs> mm-hmm. Terrible. Why would there be so supervision? We, <laughs> we have Emma and Manny and Emma starts to go, give me a break. And Manny is actually kind of thinking about it, but Emma right off the jump, like the the opening just happened 15 seconds ago, and Emma starts talking, and she doesn't stop for the whole entire episode. <laughs> and she's just, she's ripping on this thing about cheerleading, something that kids are doing because they choose to do, but Emma will have none of it. But uh, the camera goes to Manny, and Manny just kind of, smiles and goes hmm that little twinkle where she has an idea and she's probably into it is it an idea or is she remembering again that spike pays her to hang out with (laughs) it's that it says money 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 (laughs) (laughs) manny says cheerleading might be fun and emma her supposed best friend asks if she wants to be some pom-pom pumping robot Mm-hmm. And then she yep. says there shouldn't be a squad because she decides this. And Manny is all of us when she says, let's talk about something else. <laughs> <laughs> the first time she tries to change the subject yeah. in this episode. Ugh. Uh, yes. And she's talking about like, just tra- what are we traveling back in time? This is sexist and wrong. Like she's just spewing her her own opinions and just assuming others are like, yep, that's great. Did any of you happen to watch the cheer documentary that was on Netflix? Like the little sort of, um, I guess it's a documentary about cheerleading at junior college in, in the U S nope. I heard about uh, it, no, but I heard about it. You know, you probably heard about it for the wrong. It's really good, except for the, mm. one of the main characters that gotten a lot of hot water for, um, Oh uh, yeah, that, yeah. For maybe, uh, diddling some young boys. Yeah. Oh. Some, some pedophile, situations yeah yeah but the the show's actually pretty good it just shows the ins and outs and the effort they put into it and it's made by the same people who make uh, i think last chance you if you ever watch that on netflix but i digress never mind you know and again i think in the in you know historically you could argue that cheerleading is sexist because it was like boys played sports and girls weren't allowed to but you know nowadays girls are allowed to play sports so they can choose to do cheerleading if they choose yep. that sport. Mm-hmm. So I feel like Emma's arguments are pretty outdated. Also, like no ability to read the room. Like her best friend is clearly <laughs> interested, clearly uncomfortable, and she's just like, "Fuck your hobbies, fuck your interests." <laughs> like she's that friend, right? Yeah. Who just has no care for anyone else's concerns. You know, I was trying to figure out why Emma specifically is so unappealing to me. In general, and like, because we've had, you know, unappealing characters in the past on Degrassi, like, you know, like Stephanie K. You know, she was kind of an insufferable person in general. You know, Kathleen, like, she was definitely insufferable. And like, I think, like, Emma, I don't like, I was trying to like dissect exactly what makes her so awful. And it's like, I think it's because like she's. She has all these fucking opinions that no one asked for (laughs) that she tells you in such a condescending way, but she's presented as the protagonist 
It's like she's as bad as Kathleen. Yes. Except for she's not oh, presented God. as the antagonist. She's presented as the protagonist. And also, she has no like vulnerability to her. Like we know Kathleen has a hard life. We know Stephanie K has problems and stuff like that. But like Emma, like she has a perfect fucking like it just comes across as privileged and condescending. I think what you maybe have seen is you've seen a, 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 a girl who's grown up with a young mum her entire life who probably has always wanted to be a friend and never put her in her place and always allowed maybe Emma to have her opinion on everything and a say in everything. I mean, so. for for the three wrestling fans here, I believe one of the terms is uh, Emma is miscast as a baby face in this case. <laughs> yeah. they, they tr- they're like, she is the hero of this uh, show and she is not and real yeah exactly like they put her as the main character and everyone should strive to kind of be be like her and and correct me if i'm wrong but she doesn't really ever get better does she no she's always kind of insufferable the entire time like there's no it well, get- and hers is her being like i don't think there should be a squad any better than kathleen being like well spike shouldn't be able to go here because she's pregnant or there should be a same dress thing. code yeah it's, it's the same thing yeah right and it's it just and then she's just framed as this protagonist character and it's infuriating so Yamor is like okay <laughs> kathleen <laughs> kathleen so she didn't get enough screen time i think she's the good guy in all this it's like <laughs> what is going on in your brain she's she's are you sorry he's like pitching it he's like look everybody remember how kathleen was the hero and likable <laughs> they're like, like what what the shit <laughs> <laughs> just has no idea what what he's written yeah yeah, Guys, remember, I, I, what about in Karate Kid if Daniel LaRusso was the bad guy? <laughs> Got an idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very similar. I mean, Cobra Kai is a great show. Let's. It sure is. Um, <clears throat> but, like, yeah, I'm not sure, and I'm not sure if it's the writers that are, like, the writing that's failing her as a character, or if it's, like, the directors that aren't able to pull out the vulnerability from the actor. Like, I'm not sure why this character is such a failure for me but it is a total failure for me (laughs) and she's supposed to be like the every girl right she's supposed to be the every person you're supposed to be able to relate to her and i like it's just a failure for me i relate to her because i hate myself (laughs) but she doesn't hate herself that's the problem (laughs) she's yeah she's the worst and like when she gets in trouble she's not really to the core like she doesn't she's not really sorry she's sorry kind of because she's in a situation but she's not really deeply like oh i feel like i have that empathy because i hurt somebody else it's like i don't want to hear it you know her two main emotions that we see from her are like self-righteousness and anger yeah like those are the two predominant moves we get from her even in this episode they almost she it almost proves her to be right in the end I know it's Her concerns infuri- are almost infuriating. Infuriating. Mm-hmm. Anyway, is she, is she Snake? Like, is maybe is she? A, I, because I don't think she's full Kathleen, but is she, she's not full Snake either. But maybe she's both. I don't know. Sathleen. I don't know what the hell that is. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, she's terrible all around. She's Agreed. missing that religion from her grandfather that she never she never experienced. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so moving on from this train wreck to another one, 
out in the stairwell, we see Toby and JT eating Pringles out of a can, like, I don't know, rats or something. Like <laughs> so fast. It's like, and they're talking and they're eating. <laughs> Even though they prove later in the episode you can just dump them into your hand. Yeah, like... Just throw them away. Yeah, that's the my my first thing is, like, you don't have to eat them for what you're trying to accomplish. I had kind so, of forgot this part of the show, and I was kind of wondering, was there some sort of, like, Pringle, like, you know, like, the cinnamon challenge? Was there, like, a Pringle challenge I forgot about? Like, if you eat them too fast, something's going to happen to you. Like, you know, the cinnamon <laughs> challenge, you throw up all that kind of stuff. Nope, nope, they just could dump them out. They're looking at the bottom of the tin. <laughs> I think and, it's Claire who sponsored this episode. As yeah. Well. <laughs> uh, so Radich walks up and says, uh, what are you doing? Because he's like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Like, you're so weird. And I did note any bullying that comes their way. That's kind of deserved. It's fine. <laughs> we'll straighten them up a bit, hopefully. Um, yeah. And they say nothing. And Radich goes on bewildered. He just as, doesn't care. He's like, as, fuck you. As if you were. Just like <laughs> fucking kids. Yeah. At what point did Radish say, I used to enjoy being a teacher? <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead inside. <laughs> <laughs> we move on to the cafeteria and Spinner's working and he spies the Pringles cans and he's curious. There's so many empty Pringles cans on the table with JT and Toby. And he goes over and they talk about the game or JT and Toby are talking about the game. Uh, you have to find an ace of clubs and a spades. They already have an ace of spades. It's at the bottom of the can. And I believe is it JT has it in a top secret hiding spot. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So uh, Liberty sees that she actually opens up Pringles, blah, 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 back and forth. And she and this is when like. 50 seconds later, after they're eating chips so furiously, JT, I think, takes it, dumps it into his hand and looks in it. And it is actually an ace of clubs. After they yank Liberty and turn her around, like, yeah, you know, she had stole something. <laughs> Snatch the <laughs> like, chips out of her hands. I mean, when, <laughs> I, when your dog has something in their mouth and like, you got to get it. <laughs> like, come here. No, 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 no. Yeah. Yeah. She, uh, I don't know why. I don't know why they let her take the can back. So she... I'd just be like, you said I could have it. That's a verbal contract. Bye. Well, <laughs> so, I mean, one of the problems here is that uh, they dump her chips. Toby looks into the can and then makes the most obvious face. He's like, Ugh! like, and so... And, and palms it. Yeah, so Liberty oh. takes the can back and say, sees that she has the ace of clubs. And so let's talk about this contest. So... <laughs> So you have the floor. The contest is that at the bottom of your chip can, there is going to be a bunch of cans with nothing. And then cans are going to have the ace of spades and the ace of clubs. And if you get one of each, you get a million dollars. Okay, number one, this contest would never happen. Um, <laughs> uh, number two, if it did happen, you know, these are stupid kids, so I get it. But it will not be that there are, you know, uh, you know, 10,000 aces of spades and 10,000 aces of clubs. There will be 100,000 aces of spades and one ace of clubs. Yes, correct. <laughs> yes. Um, and so these kids are dumb because they are just searching. It's like McDonald's Monopoly. 
Like, yes. They're going to give they're you. They're acting like it's Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, and they're looking for the golden fucking ticket. Yeah. yeah. How many cans did they have on that desk? Yeah. And this is table? not. This is not like a full house or whatever royal flush. Ace, uh, <laughs> Clubsies, Spadesies is not a card <laughs> yeah, game. Yeah, like, like, it makes no sense. Yeah. Um, the uh, the other thing is, so these children realize in their heads, and we're going to learn mistakenly that they have just won a million dollars. The reaction that they all have is so tepid, like in the grand scheme of things. Mm-hmm. Like if can, I, can I ask up, why Spinner even took interest on these goofballs being idiots? Because Spinner's like, an idiot. What made him think? You know what I need to do? Figure out what's going on over here. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, at least when he does, he ends up like worming his way into the into the money. So good for him. But yes, yeah. in the so first place, why? why would he give a shit about JT and Toby? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, so Liberty walks away. And actually, was this where, yeah, because Spinner, has Spinner made the deal with them here? No. No. Nope. No, not yet. Next no, so he's, he's just observed he spies what's it. He's observing it through the pizza, through the pizza <laughs> warmer. <laughs> okay. So we have Emma and Manny, and uh, they pass by Paige and her little friends sitting at the cafeteria at the table. And the act- Paige is ramping up that. <laughs> that voice, that uh, <laughs> so bad. So demands that um, M- that Manny does a cartwheel, and she actually does it. Paige then s- strangely turns on the girl sitting with her, Hazel, and says, "You're making <laughs> Hazel jealous." I'm like, pick a lane, Paige. Like you can't pick on everyone around you. You will be shunned. Like that's not how oh, bullying works. You but I can, hun. Yeah. <laughs> Watch me. Yeah, like this is just the beginning of Paige being a bitch to Hazel and eventually to everybody. Um I yeah. just like how it's like we're like no matter what situation you're in, it's like Manny cartwheels now. She just oh, yeah. stops in like in the middle of the cafeteria. What? You're like, okay. And you'd hear our boy Oscar go, still amazing. <laughs> <laughs> It was two okay cartwheels. Yeah. Like front flip or something. Makes yeah. you wonder about like the rest of their talents. Oh, we see it when Hazel does that move later. <laughs> and then, of course, like Emma can't be any better about this. Like the you know, in the next scene, they're in the bathroom, and even though Paige sucks and Emma is complaining about Paige, she still manages to make me hate her. Because <laughs> she's in Manny's face, and she's like, "Are you gonna like, like, do your like colors like together, like?" And mm. I know she's making, trying to make fun of Paige, but she's also making fun of her friend. For sure, yeah. Maybe should have come out of the washroom and said, "Fuck off, Emma." Yeah. <laughs> yes. And this is the thing: like, she's complaining to her while Manny is in the stall. Like, <laughs> no, trapped, not a moment's just peace. Trapped in there, yeah. <laughs> trapped and it, oh. So Manny says, yes, that they like me. It's fine. Um, Emma's no one in school is pointing out the bad side of cheerleading besides me. It's like, take a memo, will you, Emma? You think that that's, you're the only one like who, who knows the truth. <laughs> you uh. know, remember a couple of episodes ago when Emma started having PMS 
Maybe it just never ended for the <laughs> duration of the series. It just got into her brain. Yeah. Well, she, she also says, like, maybe this would change if my ideas were brought to attention. I said, last time you got attention, Snake had to beat some guy up in a hotel room. <laughs> Threaten to break his neck. It's like, maybe you don't need attention. Yeah. And, and Manny, again, is like, fucking bitch, can we talk about something else? Seriously. <laughs> Anything. <laughs> talk about your period again. I don't care. <laughs> Uh, Tell me about how much Toby, how you wish Toby was in love with me instead. <laughs> Can you imagine just like just incessantly in your fucking ear about it? Like, oh, God, mm. we only have to deal with half an hour episode. Like, poor Manny. <laughs> like, all the time. Like, it should be like a running gag. Manny goes home, the phone rings, she picks it up. Hello? <laughs> Cheerleading sucks. Like, fuck. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> You know, wakes up in the morning, comes downstairs, Emma's at the table. Fucking cheerleading. <laughs> Kill me. <laughs> so Manny mentions about uh, they're still in the washroom and says something about uh, asks her if she's going to write another article about it. And Emma says that uh, that's not it's not, she's not because it's not a big deal. And I'm like, if this is not a big deal, Emma has not stopped talking about this. Then what is a big deal? I don't know. <laughs> I love how like writing an article is like being wielded as like a weapon like mm -hmm. th like the d the weapon of destruction i'm gonna write an article <laughs> like fuck. so no one bad. cares no one cares so we have liberty and jt and toby and they're trying to cut a deal uh jt says 50 50 for the winnings we see spinner come in and start surprisingly he can do some math and says, how about 45-45? And it's, what's the 10% for? It's for protection. Now, so, wait, wait a little minute here. Now, when, when JT says 50-50, does he mean 50% mm -hmm. for Liberty? And then those two dummies are taking 25% each? <laughs> yeah, I guess That's so. what I thought. Because, yeah, there are three of them. Like, I know we all know that Liberty's not the best at math. We learned about that. <laughs> That's true. But she's like, okay, this is amazing. <laughs> mm -hmm. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's uh, I think that's I believe that's the math and JT not none too bright either. So Spinner. So we continue on and they're somewhere I don't know on a stage or something. And Spinner is walking pacing in the background. And he says that he will hold on to the ace of clubs uh, for protection, of course. And uh, Toby, then they there's a bit of talk about this contest. Toby sits back and goes, then uh, we'll have the cash. One million, what I believe he says, one million smacks. Toby calls it smackers, and I'm like, <laughs> no child would ever use that term in 2001. Ever. I rewatched it a couple times, and I really thought he said smacks. <laughs> I was like, that makes no sense. That's but what yeah, I want to give them. <laughs> like one million smacks. Yes. So terrible, terrible, terrible. So uh, moving right along, we see Manny exiting the school and she sees Paige and Hazel and complains about Emma saying that it's sexist, the spirit squad is, and uh, that she might write a piece for the grapevine about it. Paige figures Manny needs some, quote, time with the girls. And they take her off arm in arm like you would take a convict with a... Uh, <laughs> ankle shackles and, and walk her off they, they do a perp walk with her out of like the perp walk away from exactly. the front of the school yeah mm -hmm. and once again they, they think like the, the grassy grapevine is going to change the principal's opinion if some 7th grader writes a letter about 
the spirit squad being sexist. You know what, Emma? You are right. Thanks for bringing this to our attention. Uh, mm-hmm. X nay, spirit squad. How did we yeah. miss this? You're a teacher now, Emma. You're so good. <laughs> or you're the principal. So we're at Manny's house, and they're raiding boys. And we see several Backstreet Boys and in sync imposters uh, posters in the background. And a page, uh, this oh, this voice, this this whatever, this Valley Girl voice that she has is is so grating. So it shouldn't be rating boys because little Emma would think it's sexist. <laughs> Hazel gives the boy an eight. They we find out that they're talking about Joseph, who I don't think we've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Manny gives Joseph a nine. Paige, who had a thing for Spinner, gives this boy a four because he doesn't wear deodorant. <laughs> I mean, fair, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Spinner is either Stinks. no deodorant or all deodorant. <laughs> yeah, he's <laughs> like it's one or the other. Everything. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> I f- I mean I feel like Stank will definitely drop your rating. A five point <laughs> swing though. A five point swing. Wow. Yeah, Stank. Stank <laughs> is Stank, man. It is true. You can't get it off you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Back. So the phone rings. Bring. Oh, it's Emma. And so Paige says, make sure she doesn't write the article. So Emma's talking um, to Manny and said, you were supposed to come over to study. Emma's so that I could talk to you game. more about cheerleading being oh, sexist. Oh, good Lord. <gasps> like, she's like, kill me. Why I'm don't surprised... you want to come over, Manny? <laughs> I'm surprised Manny doesn't turn to the girls and do that motion of putting a gun in her mouth and pulling the trigger. <laughs> <laughs> because that would be warranted so Manny says she's sick she has like the 24 hour flu or something um, she's she's making sure that she's not writing the article and then Manny doesn't wait to get off the phone and mouths and says she's not writing the article <laughs> which is like okay you could have waited 30 seconds staying up the phone <laughs> also it had been established in an earlier scene when they were talking in the bathroom where Emma was like, I'm not going to write it. So then yes. Manny on in this conversation is like, you're not going to write it, right? And I was like, I told you I wasn't. So, yes. Well, we all know, we all know in the last episode they spent 30, well, 15 minutes trying to figure out if uh, Emma was really going on a date. So they might not have really been sure whether or not she was going to write that yeah, letter. So yes. I think it's probably a fair question. Manny does know Emma pretty well. Yes. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Uh, so we have Paige audibly say purposefully that, uh, I mean, I'm trying to protect the world from cheerleading as if. So that's what she's saying uh, to uh, about Emma. And Emma hears that, blah, 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 hangs up. And Manny says, guys, she heard you because she said, is Paige there? And she was, Manny said that she was leaving shortly. And so Paige. Emma's raging about this. Yeah. Arlo, is it okay here to say as a guy to say girls are bitches? <laughs> <laughs> is that okay in this scene? Like, um, that's sexist. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, don't, please don't write an article. About I mean, it. those girls are the ones we're watching. Yes, <laughs> Narbos and Broomhead's newsletter. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 kids can be cruel. You know, I think that we have established that. And I think particularly junior high girls can be particularly cruel to each other. I'll give you that. Um, I mean, I don't like Paige in this episode, obviously, but 
I do like how Paige does not give a shit about like Emma or Manny's friendship. She just says it loud <laughs> enough that Emma hears it. Emma hangs up. Manny's like she's mad, and Paige is like, "Uh huh," and like, "Yeah, fuck it." Paige knows how to break down an individual, right? Break down their self esteem, yeah. hurt them emotionally, and then bring them into the flock. She's gonna lead a cult sometime yeah. in her life, I imagine. And Manny. <laughs> I mean, you think Manny would be like, thank you. Like, now I don't have to hear about fucking <laughs> cheerleading all night. So we jump over to JT, and he's destroying his room. And I go right away. He's probably lost the can. And he says, I'm toast. <laughs> and, and then that's it. We cut to the gym, and there's cheerleading going on. And this was actually the scene where I sent me sticking up my middle finger to a paused screen of page to the Narbos and Roommates <laughs> chat on Facebook because I had had enough of this and uh, I had to pause it and take a breather. So um, then I came back and where is the episode? So they're doing some stupid cheer and uh, yeah. Arlo, do you have any cheers? Did you do a cheer before? You, you're the ones with the little the little songs. Do you have any like, hey, let's do it or anything Yay, like that? Ted, he's our Smurf. If he can't do it, it's not worth doing. <laughs> oh. <laughs> there you go. She del- <laughs> and Arlo delivers. Well done. <laughs> so uh, we have, oh, Hazel steps up front and she's going to do the new the new cheer or whatever the, it is. The new the, move. The, to- the toe touch. Oh, the toe touch. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. And, I mean, it's the, better it, than what I could do, but it's not very good. <laughs> She's not sure if they can handle it, though. Let's see, guys. We'll see. We're going to a new move. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then uh, and then Paige, trying to break down Hazel again, uh, is like, let's not get too crazy. destroy her psyche. Yeah. And, and Manny can probably do it better. So Manny does the move, and then she does the splits with this ridiculous, ridiculous smile. <laughs> and and the the thing about this scene that amused me the most, not as much here, but when I noticed her doing it later is, this is the first of at least two scenes where Emma is creepily steer- staring through the window at what is she going looks, on. She looks like Norman Bates in Psycho. Yes. <laughs> like, like if you, do, if do you search thing. Psycho online, the picture comes up of him looking. She looks the same. You should have like the lights in the hallway should be dark and there should be like a flashlight <laughs> shining on her face. Like yeah. as she's oh staring. It, it's cha, fucking cha, cha, creepy. Cha. And again, it happens here and then it happens later. Yeah, mm-hmm. it sure does. Yeah. And that downward cast like head, but the looking up of the eyes, it's the craziest, creepiest <laughs> thing. I'm so surprised Radish didn't walk by and go, You creepy ass kid. What are you doing? <laughs> like keep moving. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so we we have a stalker, Emma, <laughs> casting a shadow uh, into the gym. And Paige says, uh, so, Manny, you're going to be the star of the show. So is Paige trying to replace Hazel with Manny, her new protege? No. I'm starting to put that together as I'm going through this episode, in, like, now. No, she's just trying to be the alpha. She does what she does. She creates chaos. Yeah. And picks up the pieces. Oh, fair she, enough. She also makes a point of saying uh, that Manny will be the star after Paige, of course. Well, of course. Oh, yes. Okay. Oh, she needs a lackey. Yeah. Yeah. But gotcha. no, she's just because she, she has to cut everyone down that surrounds her. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So w- this darkness that we've seen so far. <laughs> 
It's oh, it's so it's crushing me. I'm almost I'm crawling through the corner for the tag and I reach my hand up and what do I touch? That smooth, sweet red leather of Liberty's cowboy boots up on the table and I go, Hallelujah, hallelujah. I'm here. So we have Liberty's big old red cowboy boots up on the table, and they actually put them directly in the frame, and it's fantastic. <laughs> so we have M entering uh, the last minute with an entry because Liberty, where are we? We're in the Grapevine office. Yeah, wherever they do and the paper. Wherever they put it, yeah. It's like, like she has her own off. office and her own desk. <laughs> it's fantastic. This is the only light in this whole episode <laughs> that, that I thought was great. Alan, you said there was only one person in this whole episode that you were like rooting for. I think you said you said something to that effect. I forgot Would about it? Liberty. I was thinking Manny, but I was I would I was thinking you were saying Manny as well. Yeah. But... Oh, okay, yeah. Well, there's two. <laughs> so uh, Liberty says, "How can we advance as women?" Uh, this is she's reading out what Emma has put. How can we advance as women if some of us insist on wearing short skirts and dancing like bimbos? So there, that's a lot going on there. Um, Arlo, do you have some terms for us being the, the, the lady of the podcast um, <laughs> in this episode? What's a, that's a mixture. I'll start. How about slut shaming? Am I, am I on there? Um, Is that or, I would or say maybe not. Some, there's some slut shaming happening. Also, like Emma has no fucking clue what they're going to be wearing. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't think that she's in. I mean, it infuriates me that she ends up being right because, like, in a later scene, we see Paige being like, "We need shorter skirts," and it's just like, "Fuck off!" Like, <laughs> I, like, it, what? It. <laughs> Mad. Like I just, I want, I want Emma to be wrong so much. Yes. I want it to be that Paige wants to have like a cheerleading squad of its own merits, just like on like Bring It On, and then it's going to be a legitimate sport and like all of that stuff. I w- that's what I want, and I want Emma to be so wrong. I, yeah. And like we sort of find out later that that's not the case. You know, Paige is interested in like looking cute and wearing a short skirt, and it's exactly what Emma's saying, and that is infuriating to me. Um. I just like how, in typical Degrassi spirit, this grade seven student is the sole decision maker on what gets published in the school newspaper. Because it's as not soon even a grade eight, it's a grade seven. Yeah, look at them boots. Though. As soon as she reads bimbos, <laughs> like I'm, I'm assuming Tim, please confirm. If you're in charge of the paper and someone is calling people bimbos in the paper, I don't think that that's getting published. Yeah, it's probably probably not. And we even saw an original Grassley at least Radich stepped in and said, uh, that's not what this is about. Yeah. This is a, uh, not an opinion piece. This is about So, yeah, I'm a little I'm not surprised, but yeah, it would never fly. Yeah. Never fly, especially yeah, that language no way. And I think with and with the thing, with the slut shaming, I think it's a little bit too far. I think it's just the basic of choice. Like Emma is so hooked up in other people's choice like somebody wants to have a spirit squad who cares no one cares only you because you're an idiot anyways that's <laughs> my true. point like it doesn't uh, demean her in any way it doesn't do anything to her no i mean quite not. quite frankly it doesn't demean anyone <laughs> in this case but uh, <laughs> uh specifically not emma 
So Liberty thinks it's a bit too strong. Emma goes, well, I, I don't think it's strong enough. I was going to call them <laughs> like, whores, but. <laughs> uh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Liberty Liberty asks, is it weird that uh, Emma is attacking the team, but Manny's on the spirit squad? And um, yeah, so true. true. And then Liberty's like, ah, fuck it. I need to fill some space. The paper. I need yeah. those 200 words. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, and Emma accuses Manny of being like becoming a phony person. But like, I mean, yeah. there is absolutely no evidence of that. Like throughout this episode, like Manny seems to be pretty like a pretty straight shooter for the most part, like yes. except for like this fucking phone call that she lied to Emma about but like wouldn't you yeah like who blames her for that really does anyone blame her seriously no she had enough of those Mama Onu documentaries she had to watch (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I'd rather I think I'd rather be phony rather than like unwaveringly Mm -hmm. self-righteous like at least phony you can be like ah whatever you'll just bend with whatever's around you and but like, we, I, and, like quite frankly, like Emma's pissed and calls her phony because she's not just going along with what Emma wants. Right. Like mm. Manny giving up her own convictions to do what Emma wants would make her phony. Exactly. And in true Degrassi grapevine fashion, which I'm glad they kind of kept the same name, which is kind of good. Emma never went and asked anybody's opinion, just like Caitlin. She just sort of wrote whatever she felt and never got anyone's sides of the story. You know, maybe if she went and talked to Paige, Paige would give really good reasons like, like a Liberty already was getting out of them, right? Liberty had written it. She says, I already wrote this. Why are we having this, rehashing this again? Mm-hmm. It's already the front page. Me and my boots made the choice. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, Liberty, uh, Emma exits and Liberty looks proudly at her red cowboy boots and dusts them off with her hand and looks <laughs> on very proud. <laughs> At the boots. The implication However, the implication here is that Liberty thinks she's going to be rich because of the can scheme, right? So she has gone ahead and purchased new boots. Yeah, I hadn't put that together really when oh, I watched I, it the I first didn't time. Either. Yeah. And I was like, what is with these fucking boots? It's because, yeah, it's because yeah. she thinks she's going to get some money. So she's bought the boots. <laughs> so we have uh, Paige and Hazel and Manny and they, ooh, the the two the warriors clashing with the I don't know whoever whoever the other the baseball guys what was that you know anyway. <laughs> the baseball what? warriors what it no in the warriors was you know that uh, was that a seventies movie oh okay yes, yes. oh I think yeah. about Ultimate Warrior <laughs> okay <laughs> no, okay. Like... Ult- okay so Ultimate Warriors walking up the hall and Hulk Hogan's walking the other way <laughs> and then they do the crisscross no because okay, Ultimate so Warrior you're thinking Warrior. Come out to play. Exactly. Okay. Ultimate Warrior and Hulk Hogan were both baby faces. Like this would be more like like <laughs> who were that like Rowdy Roddy Piper when he was full heel and like Cowboy and Bob Orton. Man. Yeah, and Macho Man when he was full heel crossing up because Emma and Paige are about to go at each other and I'm like, please take each other out. Like mm-hmm. please. You want the death blow to come from both sides at the exact same <laughs> the, time. The double clothesline. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And they're Paige- out. Yeah, I, I mean, in Paige's defense, like, would you not be fucking pissed if you were really just trying to like start a club at your school, and yeah. like it's all like wholesome fun, and well, then like some fucking idiot is just like, you can't have that club. Mm-hmm. Like, I would be <laughs> so agitated. 
Yeah, and they're showing organization, resourcefulness, seeing through with an idea. They got to organize a team. They got to get uniform. Like there takes a lot of actual effort into putting this team together. <laughs> Again, Emma's no just te- getting shitting on it because she's losing her friend. Yeah, no teacher involvement whatsoever in this uh, organization. <laughs> yes, once again, yes. No. <laughs> um, I do like though. Paige calls Emma Little Miss Save the World. Emma calls Paige mm-hmm. Little Miss Plastic and says, "Shouldn't she be testing her makeup on animals?" Which I cringed at. Paige says, shouldn't you be hugging trees? Cringe it again. Mm-hmm. Manny tries to break <laughs> it up, and then Emma turns on Manny and hands her the article. And apparently one of the things in the article is, the only spirit in the spirit squad is the spirit of sexism. And I would have taken out a lighter and set that article on fire. Manny instead just crumples it up and throws it. She's like, looks like garbage, smells like garbage. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so we're back to our favorite place back in the bathroom and Emma's acting crazy because Manny is hanging out with new people like this. Okay. This is a back and forth, back and forth, back and forth with Emma and Manny. And I'll just kind of give the broad strokes of it. Um, so Emma somehow doesn't realize that she's being completely unbearable. Manny <laughs> wants to be a cheerleader. Emma says, please, Page, so uh, Manny layeth the smackdown by saying, Page, the difference is Page is fun. And that's the big difference where Manny says, You're so boring. Sometimes I want to scream. Also, where's my latest check? <laughs> and, and Manny is, is wrong. Like two weeks. I, I, I understand. Said my last check. <laughs> I understand <laughs> Manny's point here, but she is wrong twice in that sentence because Page is not fun. And it's not because Emma is boring that you want to scream. (laughs) (laughs) And Emma's not wrong with most of what she says either, but it's like, holy Christ, like you just gotta let your friend breathe. And unfortunately, Mm -hmm. again, as Arlo has been saying, Emma's big thing here is also, you know, Paige is going to stab you in the back. And it's like, and then she does. It's like, and it does. It works out. It's like, fuck. Why do you have to be fucking right about it? Yeah. Brutal. Fuck. And then she runs away saying, don't come crying to me, right? It's like, on what happened at the end. Ugh. Brutal. Uh, so we're in Emma's class, and uh, Toby gives <laughs> gives a girl a Game Gear, I think. <laughs> I think so. Because he's upgrading his whole technology system, which doesn't really make any sense at all. And uh, JT, I mean, it's really, pretty old in 2000. That would have 2002, been old. like, I don't know. Is there more to upgrade Was it like a to PS past Vita? Sega Game yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Actually, I'm doing the math now. I'm like, oh, yeah, my buddy had a Game Gear in 1993, I think. Okay. Oops. <laughs> so, anyways, don't at me, you technological <laughs> nerds. Uh, actually, don't, the uh, PlayStation Portable came out in the... <laughs> All right. Yeah, <laughs> I'm Don't dead. Cancel Teddy. Knows not what he speaks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we have JT, and he tells them that he lost the can or misplaced <laughs> it, and or his mom went on one of her cleaning binges. The Liberty comes over and says anything wrong, and uh, we have Enter Snake talking about portfolios and changing your face and your colors and stuff on Photoshop. Now, it's it's honestly truthful, though. Sometimes moms do go on cleaning bitches. My mom did this one time, and she threw out all of my brother and my, uh, like, trade baseball cards and stuff like oh, that. Threw all no. out. And oh. we were like, you just 
threw away <laughs> thousands of dollars because these things mm. are going to be worth absolutely nothing now. But at the time, <laughs> thought, man, some of these at cards, the oh, we were so angry. And she's like, I told you. She pulled the mom. I told you I was going to clean up if you didn't do it. <laughs> oh, we were going to do it today. Mm -hmm. Sure, sure, right. sure you were. I was on my yeah, way to do it. You stick with that. No chance. But she threw them all away at us. We were so angry. Uh, Toby in this scene finally shows like what I would refer to as real emotion over this million dollars. When he freaks out that it's mm. gone, I'm like, that's how you would act right there. Oh, if yeah. you thought you had it? Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, he, he's losing us. Do you guys remember the episode of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air where they made Jeffrey think he won the lottery? Yes. Oh, yeah, very similar, right? Where he quits and runs around and mm -hmm. drops, wow. drops the vase. Like Sounds incredibly cruel. Also, I believe oh, it was. was a trope on Full House, too. I think Joey, they made Joey think he won, too. And I think about it. Yeah, 80, yes. 80 sitcoms, the best. Yeah. <laughs> but Jeffrey's like a servant. Like, yes, he was. Need needlessly cruel. It sure mm. was. <laughs> So we have Radich over the PA, and he's saying Degrassi grapevine is out, and also Mongolian chicken stir fries in the cafeteria. Okay, <laughs> sure. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They have some interesting. Uh, what was it? The uh, lamb stroganoff last time. Like, what is this? Yeah, like Waldorf. Let's be honest here. It's like hot dog day, hamburger day, fries day, pizza day, pizza day. Like that's what's I, really said happening. Panzerati Wednesdays and yeah. stuff. <laughs> At, like as a foodie, I'm looking forward to finding out uh, future specials. In the cast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, ooh, Mongolian stir fry. <laughs> Feeling it. Arlo's putting a napkin in her in her, yeah. beer, in her, in her dinner, uh, dinner ideas in her collar. Yeah. Mm, yeah. So we have Hazel, Hazel and Paige, and ooh, they're stealing all the newsletters, all the grapevines. So they go off through some double doors, and they start ripping out Emma's article. And Paige, and then we see Manny come in. Paige passes a newsletter to to Manny, and says blah 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 something. Prove it is what Paige says that you want to be on the Spirit Squad. And Manny, does she rip it out here? I think she rips yeah, she one. rips out an article yeah. here. Um, I wrote, "This is a stupid plan." Like, <laughs> like, okay. So first, they, you see them walking away with all the papers, and I'm like, okay, like not not amazing, but okay. Like, I understand mm -hmm. this strategy. And then to go into the gym, and they're just gonna mm -hmm. pull out that one article. It's like, okay, number one, you're gonna have to carry. Like, that's a lot of work. Number two, you're gonna have to somehow dispose of those articles number three everyone's gonna notice that a page has been ripped out of the paper mm -hmm. and like there's no like there's no other copy of this article ever <laughs> as long as we rip them out of 500 papers no one will ever see oh. it like yeah it's yeah. a bad plan this plan has no legs like <laughs> why do this like i'm assuming that the state like the stapling of these pages is not super you know sophisticated so, You're like, if you if you tear out one page, there's another page that also comes out. Yes. You know, like it's, you know what? Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever was on that other page. Exactly. And, like, it just kind of falls apart if you start ripping up pages. But, like, I, yeah, I, I don't know why they give a shit enough. I don't know why Emma has so much well, influence over the school. Yeah, I mean, Paige even notes they need 12 people for the squad. Which I don't understand that because, like, she just made up the squad. Can't you make up the composition <laughs> of the squad? 
competition rules yeah. say you must have 12 dressed yeah so so it's 12 and they only have eight signed up so she's worried this article is gonna make people not want to join the squad which is weird maybe radish was just like well you can have a spirit squad but if it's unpopular you're not allowed to have it anymore <laughs> if i see so one article in the grapevine i'm canceling it <laughs> I give you till the end of the week to have your 12. (laughs) (laughs) So we have JT and Toby, and they're freaking out over the lost can. And then we see um, Liberty and Spinner. They come in, and they're, uh, yeah, talking. And I think think Spinner says he's going to shove him in his locker or something like that. Yeah, which is the catalyst for JT being like, my locker? Exactly. So he lays the groundwork. And we're in the hall, and we see stuff flying. So we're at JT's locker. Mr. He's emptying it. The disorganized. Yeah. yeah. Miss, right. yeah. <laughs> so garbage, garbage, garbage. He has a hoarding thing going on. and it, But it turns out that it, he finds this big blue bag that it's in, which is very strange. And it turns out that they're both clubs. Yeah, he gives and, it to Spinner, and Spinner's like, yes! And he looks at them both. <laughs> And then he rolls his eyes and he's like, you moron, they're both clubs. And JT mm-hmm. says, the ace of spades and clubs are so similar. And that is true if you're a moron. <laughs> yep. And he says, and I should. all you've been doing for the last two months is trying to find the other one. You think you would remember what the first one was. <laughs> also, Spinner says it was a mistake to hook up with the grade sevens. And Liberty and, to- and uh, Toby stuffed JT in his locker. And I thought... You were there, Toby, when you got the other can. Like, mm-hmm. you're just as much at fault here, dude. If you notice while he's cleaning out his locker right at the end there, Liberty and, and um, Spinner break character, like, multiple times. They can't stop actually giggling. <laughs> yeah, it's funny, like, because JT is so little, and they're just and they're just giving it to him. Like, I think at one point, Toby, Toby took something to his face, and they started laughing, like, really laughing. <laughs> I took a can to his face. Yes. And in true Degrassi fashion, like, no, we got one take. Let's move on. We can't fill this one. Cut it. (laughs) Ship it. (laughs) We're in the computer lab and the Photoshopping cartoon. I believe Paige and, well, Oscar is there and blah, blah, blah. So, okay. Snake (laughs) is on my shit list, too, for this episode. Snake rushes in with Emma by his side and asks if the Spirit Squad knows anything about the newsletters. And Snake is so mad. He's like, I'm going to break this pedophile's neck. Like, he is that man. <laughs> and, and, oh, so. And Emma's just there, like, staring daggers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like face if, is like a cat's ass. It's just she's, like, like, I can just see <laughs> Emma with Snake because, like, she's got him riled up. Snake is, like, doing Emma's bidding. Slithering. He's the beast. Yeah. And it's like, so five minutes Absolutely. ago. Emma's outside and being like, and they ripped out the article. And remember that summer where you couldn't get laid, Snake? Do you remember that? <laughs> Zinc on your nose, Snake. Yeah, you little That's fucking right. cheerleaders wanted to bang snake. you, Snake. Yeah, you fucking virgin. Why don't you go and talk to Hazel? I bet you she fucks, but not you. <laughs> oh, good Lord. I hate all Paige of this. looks like Allison. Remember her? <laughs> remember? Yeah, she didn't fuck you either. <laughs> so Paige steps forward and says that she didn't do it 
And Snake says vandalism going to result in suspension, and he's very well, serious about this. Snake says no one's accusing you, and it's like, um, you're pretty clearly accusing her. <laughs> what are you it's making a pretty, lunch order? Like, you're accusing <laughs> us. He, and he says all all clubs extracurriculars could be canceled. Yeah, because two girls decide to rip a couple papers. Out of- <laughs> no uh, students are allowed to do anything ever. Because I'm pretty of sure Mr. Armstrong saying, um, excuse me, Snake. <laughs> Yeah. We need the gym for basketball. Right yeah. Here. Oh my God. I'm surprised Snake is saying, You're going to ruin it for everybody, for all of us. Like, Snake, you're not a student. You're a teacher, man. Yeah. Your name is Mr. Simpson, not Snake anymore. Ugh. You don't go to Degrassi, you teach at it. Oh, good Lord. So we have Paige. Manny is just about to step forward and take the brunt, take the uh, onus, take the responsibility. But we see Paige step forward and throw. Throw Hazel directly oh. under the bus and say <laughs> Hazel did it. All the wheels hit her too. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh man. So bad. So yeah. She's fully, completely under the bus. I figure she might as well have said she, oh, I also saw her smoking out back too, just so the bus could drive backwards over as <laughs> well. <laughs> uh, yep. Terrible. And don't let her say that she didn't do it. I know that she's a pathological <laughs> yeah. liar. So. Trust me. Trust me. <laughs> if she says she didn't do it, that means she did do it. And, and Hazel. It's opposite day. <laughs> and Hazel was around 13 years ago and she didn't fuck you either, Snake. <laughs> <laughs> um, so before we get to the next scene, I just want mm-hmm. to say. Uh, finally, after an episode of like hating everybody, the true hero is going to emerge in the in the next scene, and I am and I am here for it. Ooh! So who do we have? We have Paige and Manny, and Manny asks, "Why did you give up Hazel?" Basically, and uh, Paige says, "Who who are they gonna believe?" And Manny says, "Let's go find out." Amazing! And, yeah. And she, yeah, calls she doubles down. Bluff. Yeah, she calls her bluff. Hazel's which is like, awesome. "I'm going to tell you," and and fucking Manny's like, "Let's go do it, bitch!" Like and blows by her. Like with yeah, I think there's even a little bit el- like shoulder going into it's face. It's fucking amazing. Like this, the you know Hazel is or, or sorry, Paige is like the school, like the queen bitch of the school. She's mm-hmm. in grade eight. Um, regardless of what you think of her, I guess she's like something important in the school apparently. And Manny, this grade seven. Doesn't give a fuck. She's like, no. fuck you. Like, fantastic. Yeah, yeah fantastic. she's this adorable girl, like adorable, cute little girl, and then just turns on a dime and oh, says, she got the fire. Nope. That's a fucking baby face. Like, seriously. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's hulking up right there. Yeah. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. Paige says to Manny, what's your damage? And also, just a, just an aside, is that a phrase? What's your damage? Well, I mean, people said it at the time. Yeah. I mean, it's a dumb phrase, that- but yeah. I'd never heard of it. Yeah. I, What's it your damage? Like... Um, what movie is it? There's a movie where... Ah, give me a second. Sean William Scott plays like some goof. <laughs> that really narrows American it down. Pie? Yeah, that <laughs> narrows it down so much. Yeah, there, there, but there's, <laughs> but there's a movie where he plays some like... He's doing like a cameo and he's like, What's your damage, little boy? <laughs> so, yeah. So <laughs> I yeah. yeah. I, I thought it was like... If I was asked like a kid to mow my lawn, I'm like, what's the damage? And they tell me like 20 bucks, sir. Well, here you go. Don't spend all in one place. Now I'm typing in Sean William Scott. What's your damage? 
It's you know, and a lot of times when you watch this show, right, you sort of cringe at the acting. Like, to be honest with you, like, the acting is still kind of weak. But when these two go at it here, like, these two are acting. Like, they're doing a oh. really good job. Like, you yeah, believe they are going to throw down, and you believe that Manny is in for the long run. Like, like I, I actually wasn't blown away with how good this acting was. And when she says, just try it, and Manny steps yeah. forward, that step. Oh. Like that confidence step, I'm like, oh snap! Because <laughs> like that is Manny in the long run of the show. Like that's the kind of person Manny is, right? Like she does not take shit from many people on the show, and she calls well, her out too on her things. She says like, "What are you gonna do? Deface my locker? You spread lies and all this stuff." <laughs> Fantastic. Well, and she like, it, she really in this moment like shows like how not of a phony person she is. Like she's a fucking straight shooter, mm-hmm. and I appreciate yes. that about Manny. Yeah. So what if I want to be a cheerleader? I'm not going to change who i am uh the answer to the question by the way is jay and silent bob strike back is when he says it mm. really oh. yes he does really yeah what year did that, what oh, year apropos. was that out no, 2001 oh well there you go yeah page does tend to use those like like very over time phrases too mm-hmm. so this is uh the start of a long-running feud between Paige and Manny that will last for seasons, uh, on and off. And, and, and often escalates. revolves around Cheer Squad, right? Manny has a lot to do with Cheer Squad throughout. Yes, yeah. So there's an ongoing storyline that happens here. Also, as this conversation is taking place, oh, who's, yeah, fuck. who's the fucking Norm- creep in the background <laughs> staring at them through the fucking <laughs> window again? Uh. Like, is she everywhere? Like, poor Manny. Not only does she have to fucking listen to her, but she, then she's just staring at her through windows, like, everywhere. It's Sometimes the what shows with schools don't understand is schools are big. Yeah. <laughs> nope. There's one hallway. Yeah, like, God. One hallway, one tiny gym, and two classrooms. That's the school. <laughs> and one very creepy little girl. <laughs> <laughs> Emma is just omnipresent throughout the entire school. Like, I'm, yes, I'm yeah, sorry, but did. like after this conversation that Manny has with Paige, and I mean, as, as heroic as Manny is, it's still an unpleasant conversation. Like, does she really need to see Emma next? It's like, oh, you <laughs> too? Like, like, fuck. Yeah, great. Yeah. How am I wrong now? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and unfortunately, I got bad news for you because next scene... <laughs> Well, Manny... Paige says good luck in making the squad. <laughs> Your attitude sucks. Um, and I mean, it's exactly why you need like teacher supervision. You can just have <laughs> students like be like, I'm going to start a club and only my friends can join. Like, and we're going to mm-hmm. do it on school time. Like you can't, you can't do that. Like, um, no, yeah, it's not the cheer squad yeah. in your garage. It's a school sanctioned activity. Like in all of this, this whole episode, like from the Spirit Squad to the Grapevine, you can't call out. It's such a childish. Like they call it a bunch of bimbos. Like a teacher would have to look at they go, you can't call them bimbos. Well, I didn't say their names. Well, you can't <laughs> just you just can't cut her from the squad because you don't like her. It, you know? Yes. Like there, like, there, there would be a teacher there saying like, well, you know, like you can have tryouts, but you can't you just could, You can't have a reading eight. club in a classroom at a school without a teacher. Like nothing. Yeah, There's no. nothing yes. in the school without a teacher supervising. Uh, also a fun fact. So this, edit, this was uh, aired on the N in the United States. And the part where Paige says, FYI, your attitude sucks was edited mm-hmm. out. No. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. 
I believe it. Yes. <laughs> Think of the oh, children. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if anybody, any of those uh, former students are listening now and going, they said the word sucks. They swear. Like, well, <laughs> well, <laughs> don't know what to tell you. I do remember when I was like a kid and they played the wizard on TV, like primetime. And I remember them. There's one part where Haley uh, tells um, Corey that his attitude sucks. And they like weirdly just edited that out to say that his attitude stinks. <laughs> <laughs> it's because and we were just like really you can't say sucks on television well i mean it's it's a blowjob reference i guess so <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i thought you were gonna say they that they muted it so he's like as a kid you're like did they just say fucks like, <laughs> what the hell <laughs> that changed the whole scene yeah uh, I do remember they played RoboCop once, and there was like, or maybe Ro- RoboCop two or something like that. And like, I guess the like the um, the sensors weren't quite on it. And there's this part where someone's just like, "Die, motherfucker!" <laughs> and like, of course, they should have like edited out "fucker," but it ended up as like, "Die, beep, fucker." <laughs> <laughs> that happens before. That happened when I saw. Um, I think it's a uh, major league I watched one time and I'm like, why did they blank out the mother but put in fucker? Uh, totally off topic, uh, but but kind of on the subject of not blanking things out. I was at an Ottawa Senators game and uh, during a break in the action, they were showing a highlight package of Jason Spezza to the song like Don't Stop Wiggle Wiggle by Out There Brothers. So he's doing all his like little moves in the video and it's like, don't stop, move it, baby. Drive me crazy. Wiggle, wiggle. And they played it on a loop. But then there was a it was a commercial like, you know, on television. So they were it was a longer break in the action. So after the video stopped, they just let the song keep playing. And I don't know if you know the Out There Brothers, but all of a sudden they said, Put your ass on my face. I love the way your pussy tastes. And then, and then they faded the song out. And there was a dad Uh-oh. with his son sitting in front of me, and he was like, "Oh my!" So the kids that do announcements in our school, they always play music to get kids sort of realizing to get to class and stuff like that. As the time, and then sometimes when songs come on, and if I know the song, and I know it's, I'm just waiting for the point where if if they've got a clean edit or not, you're like waiting for it, waiting for it. Oh, that's getting shut off. And sure enough, you just hear all of a sudden the music go off. You're like, yeah, yeah, that must have been the wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty funny because they don't think we know the songs or they're not they're not to pay attention. And some people don't hear it. And you're just thinking like, all right, you're bopping along. Here we go. Is it? Is this the Biggie rights version or is this the Biggie radio edit? Nope, that is the real version. It is not getting better. Hmm. <laughs> So we see Manny on a porch sitting by herself, and um, Emma comes around the corner of a convenience store, which I was like, is that the grassy grocery? This is a set. You know that (laughs) It's a set, right? Yeah, this is a total, like, I mean, they're trying to, I think, mimic it, but this is is clearly a set. It's it's so obviously a set, which is sad. Yeah, yeah. It's so sad. So Emma comes around. Emma's house, right? I don't know who's. I thought it was Manny's house, but I, I'm not exactly sure. Because I then think it would be Manny's house. Because I think if, in in seeing Manny's house in future episodes, I think she lives in an apartment, so it might be Emma's house. Well, all I'm saying is it really changed. Like her sitting at Emma's house makes Emma look right. At least if it was Manny's house and Emma showed up, at least Emma would be coming 
probably to come and see how she was doing. Yeah. Or be here if the other way around. It's like, yeah, Emma's just fucking right. She's come crying to Emma. Everything Emma said was true. What the fuck is this? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, so for, our, <laughs> for Narbos and Broomhead's purposes, Manny is sitting out outside of her own house. <laughs> That's canon now. <laughs> That's it. Emma's still stalking her because now that does track because Emma has been stalking Manny the whole episode, <laughs> right? Like we've seen at least two stalking scenes, a third to wrap it all up for this episode. Yep, that's canon. That's canon right now. So we have a hey, and then we have another hey. And so Emma starts to apologize and says that she was wrong. Uh, so Manny gets into it and says it all became so complicated with Paige. This should have just been like, yeah. hey, 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 Manny, you know what? I'm wrong. Yeah, Emma, fuck you. Second time you heard, you suck at dealing with people. Yeah, yeah. You know what? You can go. You know what, Emma? You really are a beep fucker. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um. So they talk about the squad, blah, blah, blah. Paige, uh, Manny says Paige won't want her back. Emma's like, that's crazy, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and, actually, uh, Emma, Emma specifically says Paige is mean, but not dumb. And I wrote, I beg to differ. <laughs> <laughs> and what is it? What is I know the last line. The last line of the episode oh. is Emma says, couldn't have said it better myself. What is the previous line? Ellen. Uh, she said this? what Manny said was amazing. And she couldn't have said it better herself. And then in all caps, I wrote, but you didn't say it, Emma. Fuck you. <laughs> like, like she's trying to take credit. Like, Manny was awesome. And then Emma's like, I couldn't have done it better myself. It's like, you would have done it a Good lot job, worse. You did young protege. Like, yeah, you did nothing. Like, fuck off and die. Seriously. Young grasshopper. Um, anyway, sorry. I, that's probably not the answer you're looking for, Ted. But what, what no, did she no, say? That's fine. You know what I do feel from this episode? You know, Star Wars, when somebody comes over to the dark side, is like, the transition is complete. <laughs> I feel like that the dark side has totally taken its core of me. It can have me totally anti-Emma for the, the yeah, for future whatever. What is the it's, fucking lesson for this fucking episode? Like, uh, don't don't follow your interests. Like, don't try to make new friends. Cheerleading sucks. Like, like what the fuck? She's almost like gaslighting Manny. Like, like it's just that breakdown, that that terrible thing people can do to people and go like, you follow me because no one else will have you. It's like an abusive partner is yeah, like, what it is. And Manny's like, uh, oh, you know, I was just trying to have fun and everything got complicated. And it's like, because you're did. surrounded by bitches. Like, that's why <laughs> it happened. But but then we put it on Manny, like, well, you learned your lesson, I guess. Like, don't follow your dreams. Don't try to make friends. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh. And by the way, Come. remember, this episode was originally entitled Friends Forever. Where? Where is this? <laughs> <laughs> that should be uh, on the re-edit. It should be called Friends Where? <laughs> Question mark. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, terrible there was so much terrible like okay good episode but because it was so terrible there was terrible people doing terrible things the whole entire time 
I mean, it's ter- it's terrible in a different way, right? Like, did I did I hate watching it? Like, no. Like, it's not like a fucking Yick and Arthur Christmas episode. <laughs> Your favorite. <laughs> but like, so like, it was enjoyable to watch. It was entertaining to watch. But like, it was just full of so many horrible, misguided, yeah, people. Like I, <sighs> like it was. You're both wrong. <laughs> Everyone's wrong. Everyone is wrong. Somehow, mathematically, I thought it was impossible, but everyone in this episode is wrong, except Liberty's uh, cowboy boots. I mean, it. she did like sick someone on her friends to beat them up. Church this episode. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. She too. did sick a goon on her friends. Yes. <laughs> oh, she was all about it. Ugh. Oh, God. Terrible. She's just insufferable. Yeah, it's so what? Like yeah. nothing, nothing ever bad really happens to her. Even when the bad things happen to her, she gets away from it. Mm-hmm. Like this know. is bad because uh, when you say that, Tim, I have to ask you which character you're talking about because many characters True. did bad <laughs> things and got away with it. It's like uh, I'm assuming Emma. Like I really yeah. bad things yeah. happen to all the other characters. Really, that's I true. Like, I guess. Yeah, I was referencing Emma, but yes, none of them really get away. I mean, she she does end up having like nominal problems, but like there, there's some pretty serious problems that happen. Yeah, I guess I guess people. Manny does go a little bit askew, and Paige. Yeah, I guess Paige kind of has a little bit of issues. <laughs> things go I, very poorly for Manny and Paige yeah. at some point in the I, near future. I think we'll see a lot more growth from the other characters than what we'll see from Emma. Yeah, like she really just nodding. I'm nodding. Yeah, like Emma's really just like terrible, but a little hotter. Like that's what happens. (laughs) (laughs) That's actually how they introduce. Like they get to like season four, and they're like, in this season, Emma, terrible but hotter. (laughs) Degrassi. That was the pitch meeting. Yeah. So, yeah, wrapped up with a bow, I guess. I guess we all know our kind of feelings about this episode. Which is kind of undergrassy. Like, like it ended on, a like, like everything just tied up fine. <laughs> yes. It's over. Like, They're friends again. It's amazing. Spirit Squad rules. No consequences. No consequences. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At Sh- least last episode, we got some consequences. <laughs> Shay or a snake is sitting in his apartment by himself. With that ripped out article, wiping his tears and being like, why will no one fuck me? Like Just looking, looking at a picture of Michelle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, bef- uh, before you wrap it up, uh, Ted, two housekeeping mm-hmm. items before I forget. Number sure, one, uh, next week we're covering Cabaret, uh, where Paige is terrible again. So looking uh, forward to I that. Can I read the IMDB from this one I just got up here? <laughs> can I read what it says? For yes, this episode just that we me- just reviewed? Not review it, just just. Oh the, uh, no, no! I mean, like for cabaret or for this uh, this current. Oh, episode? for cabaret. For oh cabaret. yeah. Oh please. That Terry Page and Ashley entered Degrassi's lunchtime cabaret. Not perfectly fine, whatever. Next line: Emma, Manny, and Toby also do a poetic dance oh, no. about endangered animals. Oh my god, no! <laughs> yeah. Come for god. the dinner, stay for the dessert. Yeah. Oh my god, help us all. Yeah, oh, that's. I do not remember this. One. We do this for fun, everybody. Like this is how we. <laughs> This is how we've chosen to spend our pandemic time. Um, The other thing that I just wanted to note in the past week, uh, Jamil French, who played uh, Dave Turner 
in mm. later seasons. He doesn't appear for a number of seasons in uh, Degrassi, but passed away at age 29. Um, so Such sad news. Yeah, so sad news. And and I mean, if we get far enough, we'll start seeing him, but, but wanted to mention... Um, because I know that that's an important thing for uh, a lot of Degrassi fans out there and very sad, 29 years old. Yeah. And in a very Canadian note, Walter Gretzky also passed away. He did. Mm. I, feel a yeah. ba- I feel a little bad about a few episodes ago <laughs> saying he's famous for his jizz. Um, but anyways, mm-hmm. rest in peace. But, we, we hardly knew but you. But it's on the record. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, your, Makes jizz, up for your jizz it. will live forever, sir. <laughs> and with that... <laughs> We've had a blast. My name has been and has always been <laughs> Ted. And uh, yeah, so thanks for coming, everybody. I, and, I uh, was I was once known as Slip, um, <laughs> and I still am, and I'm Alan. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks. Uh, who else joined us today? Uh, the vagina from Regina. It's me, Arlo. And thank you again. It's been, it's been fun. And thank you again to Tim for joining us. And uh, again, thank you for submitting the most amazing sea shanty and uh, rapping and being a great fan and a great contributor to the show. And uh, we will definitely be uh, hearing from you again, I'm sure. I'm always happy to be on. You can see how exciting my Fridays are as a 38-year-old that you can email me at this point and I can be ready to go. <laughs> notes, so. I was like, I was like, always email away. sorry, I'm like, I'm like, sorry for the short notice. I mean, even if you can make it for one episode and like immediate reply, I can do both. <laughs> also, also, can you do an epic rap, please? <laughs> well, you know. Maybe I have a little too much time on my hands right now. <laughs> As we all do. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, a, it's pandemic, I swear. It's not my real life. Uh, that's, that's my excuse. <laughs> and from all of us to you, we'll see you next time on Nerbos and Broomheads. Peace. Bye. Deuces. Later. Well, I just said I would Stay up late and dream about Kylan I would never get girls out of my house Maybe I would I would walk around and got naked Don't you get caught my dreams Everyone thinks I'm so good I'm red crazy at the school Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah